Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. In 2015, I had my son. He is now four. So four years ago, I had my son. I was in corporate America. I was a director of a department. I thought I had it all. I had the two kids, the house. We don't actually have a picket fence, but just throw that in there because that's what it kind of feels like. Happily married, making a great salary where I could do anything, but I was really, really unhappy. So I got back from maternity leave and my team was falling apart. People were showing up basically whenever they wanted to. And the work product that was being produced on this team. And every time I would talk to my team about it, I became Jekyll and Hyde. So I wanted to be everybody's friend. And when I wanted to be everybody's friend, I would tell them how awesome they were, how great. Then I would get so frustrated that I would turn into Hyde on them. And I would send these terrible emails I would bullet point out things that they needed to change and how they needed to do this different. And I found out later that some of these people would go to happy hour and just talk about me the whole time, about what a horrible manager I was. And yeah, let's be real. I was. I was a terrible manager. So some of the things that I was doing wrong, I'm going to tell you about. And there were five things I learned from that experience that blew the doors off of the next couple. And because of these rules, I was able to live dreams last. And then turning around and going to an amazing corporate event again with dollars that I earned back to 2015. So I read book after book after book. Every single book I listened to at one point in the book, fairly early on, it would share how ownership is key. And the only person you can change is yourself. And clearly, I didn't believe this because I had to read 26 of these books to figure that out. Shame on me, but I'm a slow learner. I'm, I'm, I'm fully embracing my slow learner self. So at the end of that time, I said to myself, who do I really want to be? So at the end of November of 2015, I started putting people on my team on PIPs. If you don't know what that is, it's a performance improvement plan. I fired someone in December and the rock star of my team decided to leave the organization. So I, and after all this was said and done, I was down three people that were running multi-million dollar accounts for me. I remember sitting at my computer and trying to get through the back order report. So when you don't have people actively purchasing product, what happens? There is no product. And when there's no product and people are still ordering it, you run into back order situations. I spent an entire day, eight full hours on the back order report and never made a dent. I sat 
at my desk and cried. I was so low in that moment, but this was at the end of the year, right? So I'd already started making changes. And what I did after I was letting people go, I put people on pips, nobody was my friend, everyone hated me. I locked myself in my office. I opened up a Word document and I wrote out my dream employee. I started writing it in the form of they will never be late. They will never do this. And then I realized that's not being very specific. That's talking about what I don't want. What if I talked about what I do want? So I deleted everything in this document and I started writing about what it was I wanted, which by the way, is a heck of a lot harder to define. And I ended up with two full pages of bullet pointed items of what I think these people would be like what they would say to me on a daily basis, how they would interact with me, what their work product was like, how they envisioned the team. I share this with you because what I realized after I wrote that was it wasn't enough for me to have a team like that. I had to decide how I was going to show up for these mythical people. If I'm going to get these people, if the universe is going to bring them to me, what am I going to do differently? That is when I did some more soul searching and realized there were certain things that I had to embrace that I'd never done before. And part of this is embarrassing, right? Because as leaders, we're supposed to be like, yeah, I led this team. It was amazing. I never failed. I never did anything wrong. Oh my goodness. I am not one of those people. I fail hard before I succeed. And all of these lessons and things were things that I said, I have to do these things. So Now we're going to get into the things, there were five of them, that I embraced and I decided to change and it changed the game. So I want to first tell you that within, so December, bad, bad place, I was in a very bad place, January of 2016, I was able to bring several people in for interviews. The dream team happened. The dream team came to be, and I believe it was February 1st, I could be wrong, it was February or March 1st of 2016, that three new people entered the game. And I decided this was starting over point. At that point, I was managing, they were directly reporting to me, I was managing five people. So three new people, think about that. That was more than half the team was turning over. So I thought this is a great time to start over. So again, how am I going to show up differently? So I came up with a plan and I decided that I was relaunching my team. So even for the two people that still existed on my team, they were going to be new too. We were going to start from scratch. So the day that these three people started, one of my, actually two of these employees were remote. So I flew them all in and I said, we're having a launch meeting. We're launching this team. I am going to introduce you to every single person in the company. And I treated it as the first day for all five people, as if we never met who we were, all of it. I started from scratch. Mind you, on the other side of this, remember that backorder report I was telling you about in December? That didn't go away. In January and February, it got worse. So what I did before these meetings started was I went to all the departments in the company and I said, give me 30 days. I need 30 days and I will help you. Help me in these 30 days and I 
will clear this backorder report faster than you've ever seen before. Support me these 30 days. And everybody said, okay. And they gave me the the grace to fix this. Now, I didn't know that anything was going to work. But at this point, I was rock bottom. And nothing could really get worse, so I had nothing to lose. Kind of a good place to be, looking back, hindsight. Uh, It was terrible, and I wasn't sleeping at that point. But day one, I decided when this team came in, and we were having our first meeting ever, I had to show up differently, right? I told you this. So here are the things that I did differently. Number one, I stopped doing, and I started teaching. So I went around to those departments, right? And I told them, things are going to get ugly. But I also took that back order report and taught all five people what it was, why it mattered, who was affected. And over the course of a week, because they were at the office for a week, I had each department come in to our meeting area because I'd, I'd actually booked a room for the entire week. I had those people come in and talk about what they loved to see from the planning and procurement group and what they hated to see. And I told the two people that were on my team that had been there before, do not take any of this personally. It is a great time for all of us to level set. So these teams came in, they shared the good, the bad, the ugly with my team. My team was taking feverish notes, all five of them. So every day, a different member would come in. After that member left, I would give why those people matter why we need to love the hell out of that team that just came in the room, why us being in partnership with them mattered. And then also between sessions, we were walking through the methodologies. So I had built this behemoth of a spreadsheet. And it was very important to me that not only did they know what boxes to check, where to put things, but why. In my previous group, I realized I never fully explained why. I would just say, go do this thing. That is not helpful. So instead, this time around, I went slow, but smart. And we walked through line by line of this spreadsheet. And by the way, this spreadsheet has like, I wanted to say it had 50 columns, five zero, 50 columns. We walked through all of them together. They gave me great feedback. Even the people that had already been on the team before. Light bulbs went off. Great things happened within that week. And at the very end of that week, one of the gentlemen that had been on my team previously came up to me and said, this is excellent. And I wish that we had done this when I started originally. And I knew right there and then that we were onto something, that something big was about to change. Something else that I, I'm using the word I here, that I had to change was I had to stop using that word. Because I was no longer I. I was on a team of amazing people that I needed to value. And the best way to value those people is to always refer to anything I did as we. Because we were only as strong as our weakest link. And if I was going to say I all the time, then it would sound like I was a single contributor. But I wasn't anymore. It was we. So not only did I say that I stopped saying I in meetings, we are doing this, we are tackling that, we are working on this. I only used I if something went wrong. Because guess what? I was the leader of the team. And if something went wrong, 
That was my fault because I did not explain something fully. I knew that. So use the word I if blame is being brought. Use the word we for everything else. Talking about goals, talking about vision, talking about any single activity in your group, it's a we activity. Something else that went very well. On a weekly basis, I would have staff meetings. So in my last group, I had envisioned having weekly staff meetings. And then something would happen, a project would blow up, and that would be the first thing I would take off my calendar. Do not do that. If there's a crisis, have the team meeting and talk about it. Because your team needs to understand what you're dealing with so that later they can make it to the next level and make bigger decisions. Do not hold your team back. How do you not hold your team back? You start thinking out loud. So a couple of things I did here. One was I, in these staff meetings, I would talk about good, bad, and ugly. We, at one point, were going to have layoffs, and I told my team about it. And the reason I told my team is because I would hope and pray that a manager would be that forthright with me. Our team was not affected by the layoffs, but we also had zero turnover because I was honest about it. Several of my employees had said, thank you so much for being real with us. It helps me sleep at night. So I gained a lot of respect. And also I shared my thought process behind how I felt about the layoffs and any of the crises that were going on, I also talked about here's my thought process behind this. And my team would take feverish notes. But then in the same meeting, what I would do is I would have everybody go around and talk about a highlight and a low light from the week. And low lights were praised. Low lights were cheered. Low lights were laughed at because I wanted failing and things that were bad to not be something we were afraid to talk about. So that leads me to the next one. As much as I'm talking on this, I think the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. We are supposed to be doing a lot more listening and a lot less talking. So I would start the meeting out with lay of the land, what was going on in the company, my thought process around it, my thoughts around it. I never wanted to hide any of that. But then the second half of the meeting, my team, each one of them would tell a story about what happened that week. And I'm telling you guys, this was magic because everyone felt important and they were. Uh, to this day, those are five of the most important people I've ever met and ever will because they supported one another. The other great thing was they got a chance to speak in front of others. Now, there were only six of us in the room, but it was still speaking about what they were doing. And each person in the room was now getting breadth and depth within the organization. They were learning from each other and they were supporting each other. We also made sure to talk about vacation schedules and all sorts of things. And in those meetings, we would define that, you know, person A would be taking care of person B's work while they were out of town. Person A would get instructions from person B. And we had all of this laid out so that there was no mincing words. It was very important to me when we were thinking out loud, when I was thinking out loud, that I shared with them the importance of vacation time, how every single person should take vacation, but how that does not mean you abandon your role. 
before you leave, we had a document that every person had to fill out to give to the person that was backing them up. Very simple information, but incredibly helpful. And there were no gaps in any of our shipping times because of this. It was very important. Finally, something that seems so incredibly basic, but was a game changer was every day when I would walk in the office, instead of running to my office, firing off emails, telling people what to do, I took just a few minutes, I got a cup of coffee, and I walked around and said, how are you? I made sure that everyone on my team understood that they were not just a pawn in my game of procurement, that they were a person. And something that I also did was we had weekly, I tried to do it weekly, but it ended up being better that it was bi-weekly just because more things would happen. And I have bi-weekly one-on-ones with each of my employees where they could share anything anything in the whole world. And we talked about the death of pets, the death of family members. We would talk about career paths, where they wanted to be in 10 years, how they wanted to show up for their families, what was next for them. And I think you know where this was leading. I, my soul was on fire for these people because I got to see their dreams, help them realize them. And within 90 days, I had nothing to do. This team was on, I can't even tell you what kind of high. It was insane. But through all of these interactions, my job went to zero. I had nothing to do. My team was functioning at such a high level that I was rarely brought into things because they knew how to answer questions. I taught them how to think. I stopped saying I, so everyone on the team took ownership for everything we were a team. I stopped doing and taught them what to do. I listened. I listened a lot more than I talked. So much so that when a new project would come down down the pike, anything I knew about it, I would share. And then the team would decide who took it and how they wanted to work it. And I would just sit back and ask questions. And how are you led to my team telling other people in the company Hey, do you are you getting career advice? Because if you're not, you need to go talk to Emily. Emily will give you books to read. She'll give you an action plan as to where you need to go, what you need to be doing, what you need to be saying. And all of those people led me to life coaching, teaching others how to lead themselves and their teams. I realize I do need to dream bigger, and my bigger dream is to touch more people. I have some things coming in the next 30 to 60 days that I'm really, really excited to share. I'm not ready to share it yet, but I want to throw it out there because it's in the same vein as what I've been talking about today. If you are struggling with leadership, please go back to listen to this multiple times and understand this took me a couple years to figure out. But when I did, it was amazing. And my goal now is to shout from the rooftops, there is a better way to lead. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. You can also follow me on Facebook or LinkedIn by simply typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's at ehawkins28. I'll see you here next week.